I rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I rather be his than have riches untold. I rather have Jesus than houses or land. I rather be led by his nail-paced hand than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. I rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. Is that your testimony? It should be the testimony of each and every one of us. This young ruler, rich, young. But this morning we're going to see something else about him. Not only that he was rich and young, we will notice that he was also famous. May I say to you this morning that the gift of God could never be purchased with money. When Jesus said to him, go sell what you have and feed the poor, he got upset because the scripture said he had much. In the book of Acts 8 chapter and reading from verse 14 to 20, the Bible says, And when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was falling upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their, their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Look at verse 18. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the hands of the apostles the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gifts of God may be purchased with money. The gift of God cannot be purchased with money. And this young man held on to his money more than he held on to God. Too many are lovers of money. And like I said in my last devotion, nothing is wrong with money. That's why we work. We work to get money. The Bible tells us money answereth all things. It is true. Money answereth all things. In the book of Psalms 37, and verse number 16, the Bible says, A little that the righteous man hath is better than all the riches of many wicked. The little that the righteous man hath is better than all the riches of the many wicked. All that they got put together, the little that the righteous man has is better than all of that. In Psalms chapter 10, verse 22, The blessings of the Lord, it make it rich, and he added no sorrow with him. Now this is riches, the blessings of the Lord. And we are told in the book of Ephesians that the child of God is blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. The writer of Proverbs in chapter 22 verse 1, he says, a good man is rather to be chosen than great riches and a loving favor rather than silver our goal. And then in Proverbs 23 and verse number 5, he says, Will thou set thy eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. Riches. So we notice that this young man, he was young. Wow. He was rich. To be young and rich, you know he was, wow, man of the hour. 
but I've noticed something else about him. The young man, he was famous. When I say he was famous, it is to say he was very well known. Just maybe he may have been a young magistrate. He was known as a rich young ruler. Solomon was a man of fame. He too was rich. Solomon's fame was not just in money. His fame was not just in riches. For in 1 Kings chapter 10 verse 1 said, And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with great questions. His fame was not just about riches. Solomon's fame was in the Lord. Solomon's fame was in wisdom and understanding. That is what he asked God for. And God added riches unto him. Read about it in 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 5 to verse number 13. Now this young man, according to the book of Luke chapter 18 and verse number 18, and a certain ruler asked him saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? The young man was a ruler. Now we can look at what Jesus said about rulers. Hmm. We also can go back and look at Matthew verse number 16 of chapter 19 of our text. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Number one, we notice that the ruler, he had confusion. He said, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? The question caused me to believe that he surely thought that eternal life comes by doing some good thing. Well, let me just stop here this morning and make it clear to all of us. That is impossible for you to be able to do something for you to inherit eternal life. Because if you and I can do something to inherit eternal life, what is the sense that Jesus Christ would give his life so that we can have eternal life? That's a good question. He thought that some act of charity that he would do, and he would receive eternal life. Some charity on his part would bring him eternal life. The truth of the matter is he was sincerely seeking for, in Mark chapter 10, 17 is the verse, he says, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running, kneeled to him, and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Notice what he did. He came, he was sincere. He came running and he knelt down before Jesus. Now Jesus loved him. How do you know that Jesus loved him? In verse number 21 of Mark chapter 10, the Bible said, Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and take up thy cross, and follow me. We know that Jesus loved him and Jesus loves us. For the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Notice the Savior's clarification on this matter. In Matthew 19 and verse number 17, he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. But if thou wilt enter into life, Keep the commandments. And Jesus said to him, keep the commandments. Now, as we look at this ruler, 
the ruler wanted to understand what do you mean when you say keep the commandments confirm this to me which one verse number 18 to verse number 20 he said i have obeyed all these commandments from my youth up and then the savior had a conclusion for in verse number 21 he said jesus said unto if thou wilt be perfect you're saying you're perfect but if you are so perfect go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me if you want to be perfect go sell what you have and give it to the poor then come follow me exchange what treasures you have down here for treasures in heaven if he is so righteous as he claimed he would have sold his possession give it to the poor and follow jesus because his possessions no doubt kept him back from following jesus what is it that is too much for you to give up to follow jesus what's it that's too much for you to give up to give your life to the lord so he can use it for his honor and for his glory is there anything too much for you to give up for the lord if it is you're putting it before the lord consider that father in heaven we are thankful that you gave up everything for us and as you call us Lord, to give up. You say, father, mother, sister, brother, husband, wife, houses and land, if we give it up for you, oh, we'll have a hundredfold in the life to come. I know that we are people just thinking of here and now, but help us to look beyond the here and the now and look to you. For looking to you, there's where life eternal is. Have your way. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.